person and uh, most of us, you know, everyone's recovering from something. Yeah? It's an addiction. The mind is addicted to the idea of being a self. That's the, that's the longest running addiction. That produces a need for relief which causes the secondary addictions. Yeah? So, people who say they just want to get high, there's usually a movement away from something else. Yeah? So I would say that's that discomfort, that disease, irritability, restlessness, discontent, the uncomfortable in your own skin, that type of sense. That doesn't occur immediately. It seems to be acquired as time goes by. We're not seemingly in that condition. And so, I mean, I know for me as an addict, I'm going to speak about this today, I wanted to. There was a desire to get out of here. That was the main thing. I wanted to get out of here. Whatever that here was, I wanted out. And so it started slowly, and, I, and yet I hadn't entertained any possibilities that I could get out of it. So it was just an irritability and a restlessness and discontentment. And my mind was really activated, thinking about what it seemed to be, what, what was hurting what, you know, what this activity was bothering. So it was really selfing and really generating a lot of mental activity. And then when I got a little older and someone walked into a dugout after a baseball game when I was a kid with some beer and I got my first beer, that was what I was looking for. It brought about a relief from the selfing. Yeah? So the so this here and then this here that I seemingly was in was the last place I wanted to be. I always wanted to get out either reading science fiction when I was a kid or going to movies or daydreaming, or then drugs and alcohol, then spirituality. They're all ways of trying to get out of this here. Yeah. But for me, in time I've noticed that that here is a mental here. It's a mental here. There's, let's say there's three heres, in a way. This is just talking, you know? But the first here would be not here. Yeah? That's The real here is not here. Yeah? It's always everywhere, so it's not here. Yeah? That's the first one. Then there's the manifest here, which is basically basically the, the field of consciousness being in contact with things. Yeah? So that here occurs. Yeah? And then there's a subdivision of that here that's produced purely mentally, which is conscious contact with mental things. Yeah? And that here, I feel, is what the addict wants to get out of. Because that's the here we want to escape from. Yeah. Now, we, we call it here, but the here is really, the manifest here is just consciousness and contact. Yeah. With things, feeling, seeing, tasting, touching, this and that. The unmanifest here is everywhere at all times. To me, that's the presence of the sense. So that's inundating every other here. But it's unmanifest. You can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it. And then there's the manifest here, which is the basic raw data of seemingly living, yeah? I'm hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, cognizing, yes? Thoughts, I'm seeing thoughts, and all like that. Then there's the mental here, and that mental here, which seems to be attached to the manifest here, has two huge attachments called past and future, yeah? And so the mental here which is called a here and a now, has nothing to do with here and now. It has to do with there and then, most of the time. So when the mind's attention and interest is in this here, it's in there and then. Yeah? 
And all thought system is there in it. It's all the past, yes? And the past does not actually exist. It's a mental realm. Yeah? So here's this bookend, and there's book, this bookend, and they're, they're manifesting effects in this moment called here and now, but purely from a mental field. Yeah? That truly is not here and now. Yeah? It appears to be here and now in this mental realm, but there's no evidence that it's here and now. You can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't taste it, you can't touch it. Yeah? You can't go back to the past. There's no holiday in there. There's no like railroad track that takes you back there so you can revisit. And there's no future airport to land into the future. Yeah? There's not, you know, air future that you can go. That's all in this little magic carpet of thought. Yeah. But that's the here that I wanted to get out of. And it's the intriguing thing is, you think it's here. And really, this here of just being aware of the conscious contact is the solution to that here. Yeah. So, in the addictive mind, it's leaving, in a way, it can't go anywhere, but in a mental way, it's leaving exactly where its solution is, which is right here and now. Its whole idea is to get out of here, yeah, which creates another here, yes? So just like in, if you look at it, people's desire to get out of self is a form of being in self. Yeah? The idea that I want to get more into the moment is a form of believing that you're out of the moment. All this is in the mental realm. There's no escaping here. None. There's no transcendence of here through there and then. That's the beauty of it. How you transcend the mental here is being here. There's no Shangri-La in the mental realm that's going to bring you. And so when you produce, let's say the head gives you a, a, a spiritual destination, well, when I go on this or do that, then I will arrive at this mythical here, which is all mental, because it's not here, seemingly. Yeah? It seemingly is going to be produced by a certain circumstance, a retreat or something, and then it's going to produce this here that's going to be incredibly juicy, but the, and that juice isn't obviously available now, or I wouldn't be thinking about that future here. <laughs> yeah. As something, you know, as like a, as a substitute for the here and now. So there must, so right, it sort of like, it, 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 uh, it attaches itself to this here, yeah, and yet it sucks up the attention of mind and the interest into a mythical here, or a mental here. And there is no escape from that mental here. Yeah? Because it, it doesn't exist. So there's no way you can actually get out of it because you've never been in it. So, all the while, that's why it's trippy when you read the books, you know, how to get into the moment. The, the, the situation is you can't be out of the moment. That's, that's the whole message. And it doesn't take 200 pages to get that across. It's just an invitation. Hey, you can't be out of the moment. What? Why are we so intent on getting into the moment if you can't be out of the moment? Yeah. You would have to say that trying to get into the moment is a form of seemingly believing you're out of the moment. So what you think is the solution is actually an extension of the problem. You just, this here and now isn't the here and now. So the whole just drive and desire to seek out of this moment, so many moments of mind are, are seeking. They're not experiencing what they found in the moment. 
The moment is used to seek, which means to seek what? Something outside of the moment. Because obviously, the way it's in the moment, it's not finding anything that it wants, so it's seeking, yeah? So I'm sitting here, but here isn't enough. I'm thinking or seeking a better seat at the show tonight or something, or I can call up, you know, Ticketmaster or whatever. The seeking, 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 all probably with the bottom line of maybe feeling okay. But the whole point, so every moment in selfing is, a, is, is used as like a, uh, a diving board to seek somewhere else at some other time what's actually inherently okay right now, which is here and now. Yeah. So as an addict, it was amazing. The last place I wanted to be in was the solution. <laughs> because I wasn't actually being here no matter how much I read about books being here, the here I was in was a mental here. It was just a field of influences of a, a mental there and then, past and future. So, of course, I want out of that here because I'm scared shit what's going to happen to me. And I'm really regretting and feeling guilty and shame for what I've done in the past. There's no way I want to be conscious here at all. The last thing I want to do is be conscious here. So, there's a lot of forms to be unconsciouses here, and one of them is seeking. Yeah. One of them is seeking, because when you're seeking, 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 not you, when the mind is seeking, it's basically denying or saying no to or withholding itself from now. Yeah. Because now's not enough, obviously. So, yeah, there's a lot of forms of addiction Drugs and alcohol, those are commonly seen as addictions because of their extensive consequences, but there's tons of addictions going on. The addiction of trying to look out of this moment to a better moment in there and then. So, the whole way to finally succeed in that huge drive to get out of what you think you're in is to realize there's nothing you've ever been in, to me. It's sort of like the only solution to an imaginary problem is to see that it's imaginary. What more solution do you need to apply to that problem then? If it's imaginary and it's recognized, that's that. Just like if all the seeming dilemmas I'm having today are based on what's not happening, if I could just entertain it's not happening, what would occur? All those effects that seem to be so real would lose their oomph. Yeah, because I'm fueling it, yes, by my faith and my belief. Yeah, not mine, you know, the mind's belief in faith. Yeah. I can bring about a miracle. I can produce anxiety in this experience from a field called what's unhappening. It doesn't exist. You talk about miracles, you don't believe that's a miracle of mind? It can manifest an effect here. You want to say, people are getting healed, and you think that's incredible. Someone, I saw this healer, and they manifested an effect of healing. That what a miracle. But people are manifesting an effect of anxiety and dis-ease millions of times a day, and no one's seeing that as a miracle. They go, the healing came from nowhere. What happened? It was amazing. I didn't do anything, and I, and I got healed. <laughs> but the seeming dilemma you're in is the same production. Mind, yeah? So millions of us are living, living the effects of our own miracle working. And we don't want to take responsibility for it. We're thinking, oh, this is normal. I've got a lot of problems to worry about, and this and that. 
All right, bring them over here. Where are they? I can't find them right now. But they're there, and they're going to be then. I know it. Okay. Well, how can I see that tree? You'll see it by its effects. Look at where I've been worshipping. I'm full of anxiety, ridden with fear, totally flipped out, threatened and resentful and regretful. And nothing's producing it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm a miracle worker. My faith is unbelievable. It says faith, it says someone who hasn't seen and still believes is incredible. Well, you haven't seen any of it and you still believe. You're like one of the greatest devotees of all time. You think any of these people in India have anything over you? We're totally devoted to conditional mind. We beat them every freaking day. We're pulling, like, Vibhuti, you know, Sai Baba, Vibhuti. We're pulling anxiety out of nothing all day. Look at me. I can hear something and relate it back to me and worry about it in a split second. I can take an idea that never even happened to me, that happened to someone in Australia, and then pertain it to me in like a second. That's a miracle, isn't it? We're showing, we're showing all the effects of its, of its miracle working. We're shot. We're tore up. What is addiction? Addiction is just a plea for fucking help. Really. A deep down one. Something is so unbelievable, you're just calling, trying to get some attention for it. I can't get out of this fucking imaginary hole. The only way I think I can get out of it is maybe if I become deceased. Yeah? I may have been too many, many ideas of suicide, so I'll do a low suicide. At the end, when I was out there, I was shooting up shots that I knew were way too big. I just wanted not to come out. I wanted to be dead. I wanted to be finished. There was something gnawing in there that there was nothing I could do in this conditional little carousel or this little go-kart route that I could do that could ease it. It was all temporary, but it was all a very small payoff and huge cost, every freaking solution. And this here was the last place I wanted to be. I would have fucking drank kerosene if it would have got me out of here at certain times. Seriously. I just did not want to be conscious here. Because that here was not here. It was a mental here. It was hell. It was truly hell. I had done seemingly so many things, there was no way I wanted to confront that being conscious. Yeah? And I was so damn afraid that I was going to be punished. All the while I'd been punished as forget about it. What I was afraid of was happening. I was living the punishment. But I was so afraid, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was in a court system of self. I was convicted, tried, sentenced. There was no possibility of parole. (laughs) It was was a done deal. What am I going to do but try to get loaded? Try to get some free to relief. Yeah. You have to bring it out of that court system. You can't... You, how can you use, which is part and parcel of the seeming dilemma here, as a vehicle to get out of it? It's impossible. You have to get to a point where... that unmanifest here becomes obvious. Yeah? By having something to cause a losing of interest and attention from the mental realm which to me is what holds all the interest and attention is that mental realm is being a self. The feeling and the, all the thoughts about a long-lasting independent separate entity, that's the whole sun of that solar system. 
of past and future. The whole sun of it is that, that center, yes? If that can be seen as not you, then that loses interest, and then the here that is here starts bleeding through the mental here and overrides the imaginary here. It does, yeah? And that's one of the first anchors. Now you're actually acknowledging what's happening instead of denying what's happening by acknowledging what's not happening. It's a nice little maneuver, yeah? So the, the mental foreground moves to the background, yeah? and then the first manifestation called here becomes a little more dominant. Now, at that point, there's something available that's not available in the mental here, which is the sense of presence, which is the sense of authenticity, which is the sense of alambital, aliveness, yeah? There's some juice going on. Not just mental fucking uh, ejaculations, but juice, juice, yeah? And then the mind, because there's awareness in consciousness and has the ability to reflect, instead of reflecting things all day, and I mean dead things, old ideas, old beliefs, old systems, and then giving them life by believing it, and then pasting it over the manifest here, not that little activity, but yeah, but you, you start reflecting what? Nothingness. Yeah. Nothingness. The mind starts reflecting nothingness, which is, it gets a sense of its own nature, which is like a mirror-like, yeah? So now, the attention and interest on the things, and especially the mental things, has been dismissed from that, and starts going back into its true nature, which is empty, yeah? Reflective. And so now, this is like seeing your original face. So, while you're looking at things, there's a seeing nothing, yeah? There's seeing nothing. Seeing isn't visual. Seeing nothing. Mind sees, yeah? I has this thing called vision, but mind sees, mind's aware. Yeah? Where? It's yeah? reflectively aware. Like that. So now mind sees nothing. So while it's looking, while the conditional manifestation is looking at things, yes, the unmanifest is seeing nothing, in a way. That's what it's like, seeing nothing. That's called space, that's called presence. So now, at all times, the activity of life is going on, there's the prior activity of seeing nothing, which is the unmanifest here. No thingness, yeah? So the unmanifest here is seeing nothing. And so, like St. Francis, I believe, he, I don't know what he meant, but he was saying, what's looking, which to me is seeing nothing, is what you're looking for. So in the looking for, in the manifest, yeah? In the manifest, what that looking for is looking for is what's looking, which is the unmanifest, which is the seeing, yeah? So the unmanifest is the seeing nothing, which is the context of the manifest, which is this, what we call the here and now. And what we're doing in the here and now, what we're looking for, St. Francis said, is what's looking, which is seeing nothing. That's what's looking. What's looking is seeing nothing. Awareness, yeah? So, while I'm looking for here, whatever, there's, at every moment there's, a, there's looking for, and every moment there isn't a looking for, all there is is truly seeing nothing. So, instead of, so in this manifest here, the mind gets sucked up into the mental here. Yeah? Being, with, 
to me, it gets carried up there through its uh, cherishing the idea of being a self. Yeah? It takes itself to be a thing, and it has to forget its own nature to keep this charade going. So it forgets its nothingness, takes itself to be a thing, and it immediately gets sucked up into the mental here. Yeah? And the mental here now becomes the dominant influence in the manifest here. Yet, the unmanifest here, which is always at all times, or nowhere at no time, however you want to say it, which means it's always available at all times, is always present, so it takes no time to know it, and there's really nothing you can do to arrive there, because there's no place to arrive, because it's everywhere. So there's no place that you can seem to be, or not be, that's not included in yeah? This is the disarming of the manifesting of the mental realm. Yeah? Because the whole idea of being a do of being a self is being the doer. That it's something's going to be done by your thought or effort. Your nature isn't produced by a thought and effort by the manifest. Yeah? So while there's looking, there can be the sense of seeing which is presence. It's the feeling of presence, yes? The presence doesn't come from looking. What comes from looking is something's absent. That's why you're so fucking heavy looking at things. You're trying to find something that's absent, aren't you? When you're really focused into looking, it's seeking. Seeking what? Something that you believe is absent, obviously. I don't have enough. I need this. I need that. Isn't it? So this way of looking isn't driven by an absence, it's presence, yeah? So, in seeing nothing, that's the presence. So there's no looking for in the seeing nothing. There's the act of looking for, but there's no focus looking for, because there's the act of seeing nothing. There's no act, there's just seeing nothing. That's it. That's what you're looking for. (laughs) And, you know what? I believe he was right. Because when that's entertained, something, this, the drive of dissatisfaction, usually produced mentally, obviously, gets cut off, and you're satisfied right where you are. Why? Because you're not there. Yeah? You're not in the here that the mind's presenting. So all the therapy about this realm, what's it going to do? You know, that's all right. If you need it, you need it, whatever. But it has to be a failed system because it's all, it's in the system. How is the system going to take you out of the system? Its railroad tracks end at the end of the system. It doesn't leave the, 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 the railroad line, you know, in that monopoly aura, the railroad line called SS, self-self, doesn't leave its little game board. You know what I mean? It's, there's no escape. Like if, it'll promise you tickets. Oh yes, if you do this and you do that, you're going to be out of here. You never go, do you? You never arrive at being gone. It's always a closer here to there. So you know, I'm getting closer to that mythical there. I just can't wait till it's here. It can't be here. Because here is timeless. Yeah. You don't need a time schedule. There's no schedule. There's no... 
So see what's driving you crazy. It's a, it's a mental fear, isn't it? That's the solution. If it's not happening, if, it's tr- if you truly can just see, you won't be able to see it by looking. But if there's a seeing, you'll see that it's not happening. And a lot of it's juice. It has little like uh, entrails maybe for a while as you're traveling. But it's told its combustible engine has been has been uh, disengaged. It can't catalyze the feeling of reality all fucking day. It just can't. Yeah. Every time it hits, you should be worried. Button. There's no reaction after a while because something has realized it's not happening. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the true immunity to what's not happening is realizing it's not happening. <laughs> it's really very simple. Hold on a second. It's really very simple. It is, but not up here. If you try to apply the knowing that formulates that mental realm to what cannot be known by that mental realm, the best it can do is exhaust you by frustrating the mind until it gives up. And then it will just come out of that cocoon of the mental realm and get maybe a free sample of the here, the unmanifest here. And then see that every moment the manifest is mirroring the unmanifest. Like in Buddhism they would say emptiness is form, so the unmanifest here is empty. Yes? And form would be the manifest here, right? So it says emptiness is form, and form is emptiness. So the unmanifest is the manifest, and the manifest is the unmanifest. Yeah? So while looking in the world of manifest, you can entertain the seeing nothing, which is the unmanifest. Yeah? And when I'll tell you, as this traveling around in the manifest world, if that entertainment starts occurring, that presence will produce an effect here, which is traveling lighter. Yeah? You'll travel lighter, seemingly, here. Which is the whole thing you're looking for in the mental realm. Isn't it? You can't dismiss... Your intentions... When I was doing hot drugs, my intentions was to feel better. It wasn't like to feel terrible. I wanted to get high. Yeah? The intentions are good... Just see where the intentions are taking you. If they're caught in the mental realm, you're going to get unintended consequences. <laughs> you're going to get slavery in the pursuit of being free. Yes? Slave to drugs. Slave to whatever it is. Slave to non-duality. Slave to this, slave to that. It just produces slavery. Yeah? So here, yeah, the unmanifest would be the here. To me, the here and now, the always, everywhere. The manifest here, yeah? And then the mental realm here. Yes? Well, I was was thinking about your story and how you're talking about when you were an addict and, you know, it sounded like it's a pretty miserable space. It it seems like, and I'm carrying that what you're talking about now, it seems like attention, where attention goes has a major impact on it. It goes to awareness or less attending. There's no structure there. So it's just, I mean, it's like you said, it goes off the tracks. There's no tracks. But if you go into me, my life, 
Yeah. The mental realm, exactly. The mental realm, obviously, its accent is unkind, yeah? Accent is unkind. Like a lot of people will say the whole thought system is based on past, yeah? Like in the Course in Miracles, they would say the whole system is you're seeing only the past. That's how the system, the mental system lives. It lives from an imaginary past, and then it just has things called resentments, and which is just a refeeling, if you notice, if you know the definition of the word, to refeel. Everyone, in, in, when the mental realm is dominant, everyone is just refeeling and rethinking and rehashing. It's nothing new happens under that mental sun. It's all a redoing, isn't it? So you refeel tons of things. So a situation arises, and the mind claims it. Oh, this is happening to me. And then it goes, then that me has an idea of something that happened to it in the past, because that's all that makes it, is memory. Yeah? And from that memory, there's a reaction to what it seems, what it thinks is happening. So let's say you're meeting Joe, but it refers to an experience with Uncle Fred, and now you're relating to Uncle Fred while you're meeting this guy Joe. You can't get more off than that. I mean, it's just fucking, just lost, and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, but you have you you have thousands of ideas of what's going on. You're blaming them, and you're right, and you've got rationalizations because it's 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 all it's like in a deep fog, you know, or it's unilluminated. Yeah, the mental realm is like unilluminated, unilluminated. It's like being in a dark room. If we're in a dark room, like I use this analogy a lot, you're in a dark room and it's night, and the light there's no lights, the light goes out. You're thrust into a certain amount of problems, yeah? You can't see the door to get out. You don't know where the bathroom is. You bump into people while you get up to get out. You're falling over chairs. You're hurting your legs, yes? You don't know when this is going to end. You don't know what time it is. You're getting really flustered. I can't get there. And so what happens is people are there selling maps to where the bathroom is. Oh, yeah, I was here once when I saw and. I think the map where I, this man 2,000 years ago said he saw, and this is the map that he left, and this will get you to, okay, you know, so we're speculating, the mind's just speculating because he can't see. It's just speculating like crazy. But it has a drive to be right also. You know what I mean? So it may really need to go to the bathroom, but it's holding it in, and it thinks, well, I'm right, I know where that bathroom is. It just really wants it to, you know, rather, you know, so there's all this stuff going on. And everyone finds these really convoluted ways to get some kind of relief. So now we get catheters, so we can piss, so we, you know, so we find the bathroom and, and things like that. And we just, and the mind just keeps tolerating, yeah? It's just like being on bottoms. It just gets used to what was totally unbearable. And so, and it gets knee pads, so when it hits the chair, it doesn't hurt so much. Hey, I got a solution. You now you walk around with big knee pads, you know, no flexibility. It's just crazy, really. So what would happen? Then people, they, they talk about the problem incessantly. Yeah? But there's no solution. They talk about, oh, this is why you're up Shit's Creek. Oh, thanks, but I'm still up Shit's Creek. Yeah? So, so then, all right, someone just comes in and turns on the light. Yeah? Just switches the light switch. As soon as the light goes on, what happens? The problems disappear, yeah? I don't need maps to the bathroom. I can see the door. I'm not, I 
can see the chair. I can navigate around the chair. I don't need 800-page dissertation about the need for artificial light in this dark room. The light's on. Yeah, I see now. That's exactly what it's like. In the mental realm, there's no seeing at all. It's all looking. It's a form of looking called self-centeredness, which is a form of blindness to what? The here and the unmanifest here. It is. Check it out. So here you go. In this darkness, there's all these artificial lights, all these books, how to get do better in the dark and whatever. And this, that. But the whole point is, just find the light switch. Fit. How long does it take to turn on a light? It's not a huge 10-year... It's almost coming. I can see the light. It's almost... No. When the light switch goes on, it immediately, doesn't it? Immediately, it's as if there was never any darkness because there truly wasn't any darkness. Darkness is an illusion in a sense. It's the absence of light. So, in the mental realm, that illusion is constantly going on. Yeah? We're constantly entertaining the absence of light, the mind, in that delusion. And therefore, we're looking for artificial forms of light to lead us, let's say, to the light. But the mind has a lot of symbols and what represents the idea of light up there that aren't light. Yeah? So we're running around constantly seeking and looking for, and what we're looking for is what's looking, which is not the mental realm of being a Paul that's looking, but... What's actually happening, consciousness or awareness, is looking. So I am that awareness, and when, so in the form of looking at manifestation, if you entertain, you are the awareness of that activity, you get to see its original face, which is no thingness. No thingness. You leave the form, yes, you leave the manifestation, and there's the intimation of what's actually so, which is contextual, which is space, yeah? Just like this, the dominant. If you had a different pair of glasses and you saw what was dominating this room, it's space, not the things in it. Yes? Because the things in it only appear in the space. The space is the dominant presence in this room. Yeah? And if you took this wall down, there isn't a difference between that space and this space. Or this space. All of this that we have so much a keen attention to, all these things, is causing us to be blind to the real thing here, which is no thing. Which is space, mind. Yeah? We're not seeing it. We're not sensing it. Because the mind's trained to look at things from the idea of being a thing. So if we're not looking at these things, we're looking at these things called mental thoughts and ideas that are about these things. Yeah? And when you think with this about nothing, it makes it something. It makes it something to get or have an experience of. That's not nothingness. Yeah. So I don't... To, to start on a journey in the mental realm to try to look for... What's looking is crazy. Let's just question what makes us, what gives us the citizenship of the mental realm? Being identified as a self. That's it. Yeah. Self ain't leaving that country. <laughs> it's not. Self is never going to get out of self. Self isn't going to transcend the only place it appears, which is in the mental realm. It's not going anywhere. It may say it wants to go, but that's part of being exactly where it seems to be. But if 
I'm not that, yeah, what happens to me? The attention and interest leaves that system, like you were talking about, and now starts attending to actually what's manifesting, like today, you know, now. And in that, in that vicinity, there's something they may bump into, which is present, which is the no-thingness, yeah. But up in the mental realm, no-thingness is seen as a thing. It's a something, enlightenment, or whatever it is, or nirvana. It's made into something. So no matter if you think you're working towards it, it's still something you're working towards. That's not the sense of nothingness. Nothingness is the absence of all things, in a way. And I hate to break the news to us, but the dominant activity here is nothing. That's it. Nothingness. If you if you wanted to point to you, you could go like this. It would be much closer than this. This is unbelievable. You could go here. You know, because really, where are you located? When you close your eyes, where are you? Do you see the inside of your cheekbone? You know. Made in USA or something? Oh, yeah. I don't know how all of this got squished into this. I just can't see it. How does it really... It must be so bored going through this, this loop all day. But it's all thing, all thing, everything, nothing, always, whatever, you know. I mean, obviously. It becomes obvious, isn't it? There's something going on here. You may want to call it a, a foreign intelligence. I would say this is the foreign intelligence. This is the this is like the faulty thought system. This is the alien abduction. Here, we've already gotten on the mothership. We're here. We're in the mental realm called Earth. We want to get back to our to our home planet. No thingness. <laughs> what we're afraid of has already happened. We already got on the mothership. I be mine. What is it that thing they did to Star Trek? We already got that. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we got it this way. We point this point at you. Oh, look at that. I'm looking at that. That's the emphasis, not the look what you're looking at, but I'm looking at it. <laughs> It's not the emphasis on the suffering, it's you suffering. That's the mental, that's like fruit to the mental realm. And then here you believe, I do anything to get out of suffering. I'm telling you, what's really running the show is, is it's like a pig in, in, in its like environment. It's like a pig in mud. It loves it. It loves drama and being right and being wrong. And, oh, fuck it. Man. I want to spend another second trying to coerce it to come out. It can't leave. It can't. You're not going to be yourself anywhere else. Yeah? The universe isn't going to reckon, oh, there's you. There's Paul. No. You're, you're seen as food, maybe. Most, most other things looking at us see us as food. Or a provider of food or violence to them. So they, you know what I mean? Oh, there's Paul. I really like him. I like that human, though. It's so. <laughs> Special. The older dogs love me. Great. I scare the shit out of dogs. <laughs> I didn't hear dogs start growling at me. I think I'm Damien. Six, six, six. Really? It gets me a little concerned. Jeez, I must have an evil streak in there. 
then one other. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to get into this because I'm going to present this in, in recovery. I think this idea of here. I'm going to try to produce. A, I want to do another. Uh, 